Welcome to It's Personal Finance Canada. I'm Christine Conway. And I'm Cameron Conway. And this podcast is a very personal look at personal finance in Canada. Welcome to It's Personal Finance Canada. I'm Christine Conway, and today we're going to do something a little bit differently. I'm joined with Michelle D, and she is a listener of the show who had reached out to me, and we'd had some great conversations over text, and eventually a phone call that was absolutely fantastic, and I feel that Michelle has something really, really valuable to share with all of us. So in the spirit of us being in community, we're sharing about personal finance. I think getting to know Michelle can be hugely beneficial because her philosophy about money and the way that her life has changed as a result of changing her thinking and implementing some things that have made her life better are things that you can learn how to do yourself today. So Michelle, why don't you say hi to everybody and then we'll jump in with what you've done on your personal journey. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast, Christine. I am definitely a listener. I love your podcast along with many others. Um, so yeah, my name is Michelle D. And since 2019, I have dramatically changed my life uh, with a huge impact on uh, our finances, my family's finances. So yeah, I'm excited to share the conversation and hoping to learn from others and hopefully um, everyone can take a little piece of my story and either apply it or learn from it or, um, you know, just, yeah, I, I think we learn through story, right? So I, I'm super excited to, to share. So what really grabbed me the first time I talked to Michelle, and even before we talked on the phone, she is the queen of living with intention. And that's a phrase that I had never heard before. But I think as you listen, you'll see that that phrase has completely transformed her life. So why don't you share with us a little bit about how you kind of came across that mindset and what it's meant for you? Sure. So in February, it was actually February of 2019, um, I was listening to a couple of different podcasts and one of them was Mal Robbins and she had told us a couple of interesting podcasts that she listens to. And one of them was The Minimalist. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a listen. And that just started me on this journey of, and I know when people talk about minimalist, they're thinking stark walls and that's not at all what I took from it. I took the most important lesson I learned was living with intention, like what do we bring into our lives that add value? And it was massive. Like I, and I just went down this huge rabbit hole and my family, often my husband says to me, um, okay, whoa, you were running with this and we were slowly walking. And I just, you know, it, it just took me down a bunch of, like I was reading about it. I was listening to other podcasts. And then um, in November of 2019, I looked at my mortgage and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be retired and still have a mortgage or just paying it off at the age of 65. And I thought, no way, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And so the journey of living with intention just trickled into our finances. Um, and it was all sorts of stuff. I mean, we went through, or I should say, I went through asking my husband, like, I want to sell the house. I want to downsize. Like it was a, it was a real tug and pull between like the way we were living and how I wanted to live and not like understanding like deep in my gut that I wanted this new lifestyle, but like just learning how to implement it. And so 
there were so many things that we did along the way. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a huge journey and really it's, it still continues to be a journey. Like I, you know, trying to teach even my kids about what they bring in, how they live in this world. And I get a lot of eye rolls from my kids. Um, but I think it's important to chat about it, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's been a, a massive journey. And I, even the financial piece um, in terms of like paying off our mortgage, I honestly feel like we, it didn't feel like deprivation because I had that that piece of living with intention. Like that was a massive piece uh, to the whole process. So I can't speak to it enough. And like, I encourage people to just delve into it. And and like I said, minimalist is not, it's not, I actually don't even like using that word anymore. I, it was, it was the podcast that I first went into, but just living with intention, like that is the core of, of how I, I live now. And it's, it's incredible. Well, and kind of what I got out of our conversations was less stuff didn't necessarily mean less happiness. It actually meant more happiness because there was less clutter, less distractions, and less things that are taking you away from your ultimate goal. Because really what you did is you set a priority, the mortgage repayment. You set something that meant more to you, the freedom that comes with that, than the stuff and the things that kind of we use to fritter away our money. So before we get into kind of how you did it, why don't you tell us a bit about your family life, your family? And Michelle, she really is just a kind of normal average person. And when I look at what she accomplished in her timeline, she actually did better than us without kids. Uh, so this is the part that blows my mind. So tell us about your family. And if you're comfortable sharing, Michelle, your income level, just so that everyone can see that you guys are truly normal folks doing extraordinary things. Yeah, for sure. So I've been married for um, almost 24 years. And I have three children, a 23 year old a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old. Um, my husband and I are both super blessed. We do work for companies that have pensions, so we're super thankful for that. Um, and yeah, our income, I, I've never figured out the yearly, but it's basically, um, my husband brings about a net $1,900 and I'm 16 uh, biweekly. So whatever that works out. So I... Like we're definitely not high income earners and we've moved several times uh, throughout our married life. In fact, I think this is our fourth home. Yeah. And our journey really has been, we have lived beyond our means <laughs> um, and, you know, really, but, and I, I have to be honest, if someone would have told me four or five years ago, that's what I was doing. I wouldn't have understood it at all. Like it was, and you think, you know, you, you know, finance is a little bit, but it's just, it was incredible what I delved into and learned. So yeah, I'm, I'm um, sort of trying to correct or have corrected, you know, to probably to, uh, 19 years of our married life. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. And you're absolutely right about um, living with less. Like I, I mean, I can share some stories about even when we started getting rid of stuff like the feeling I get from the landfill the feeling I get even from um, secondhand places like I don't even go into them anymore because I more so it's more about I just I can't even 
Um, I know that I'm a part, I was a part of that. And I just, yeah, it just leaves sort of a pit in my tummy now. So yeah, we can, we can delve into that. Yeah, let's talk about your process. So you started with, and it happened over a period of time, but you started with essentially a great purge, where you looked at your life, you looked at all of the stuff that you had accumulated. And you said, you know what, this doesn't just doesn't represent me anymore. So why don't you talk about what that felt like, what that process was for you, and then the actual physical removing of stuff from your life, how that impacted you? Sure. So um, I, I would, I always joke that HomeSense took my pay for many years. It was my little dopamine hit. Like it was truly, and I didn't know what it was back then. I do know what it is today. When I was feeling blue or feeling happy or just in between, I was, I would just go to HomeSense. And often I would go buy something that I didn't even know I needed for the house or I didn't need for the house. But at the moment, I didn't know that I needed it. And then I would just find a place for it. And it was constant. And, you know, my husband, he totally understands that he contributed to that because if I was feeling down, he'd say, let's go to HomeSense. Um, that was my thing. Um, so when I, it started with, I was a crafter. It started with my craft, um, table downstairs. And like, I had thousands of dollars down there and I did start selling it on Facebook. I had reached out to a friend. She's like, Oh, try Facebook marketplace. So that's what I did. And there was one lady who reached out to me. She was going to send it to, I, I think it was the Philippines. And I can't, that started the feeling of like, Oh my God, this feels incredible. I can give this away. So I said, hundred percent, I'll pack everything up. You can have everything. And it was just like, it, there was no sadness. It, it was, it was like, I was elated to be able to hand this over. Someone else was going to use it. And it was just, it just started everything, every closet. And it, I can't say that it was an easy process. I remember specifically one evening I was doing our um, laundry room in the basement and I looked around and I felt so overwhelmed. I thought, and I just sat on a chair and I had a garbage bag and I thought, I just want to close my eyes and just throw everything in. Like, I don't even want to think about it. And my husband came down. He's like, I got this. So we started going through. I just kind of needed someone to sort of like settle me in because it it's a lifetime of accumulation. And like, I don't take that lightly for anyone who, who goes through it. Like, and so, but it was, every day and the the other piece to it was not bringing anything in like we really went through is it a consumable or an actual need like yes if the fridge went we'd have to purchase it but like everything else is like is it a consumable i either food or something we need to wash our hairs with our hair with or our body or whatever it is that was really on our hearts when we started purchasing stuff um and it's been like I said, it started in 2019 and it's still an ongoing process just because we haven't hit every part of our home. But um, I can say with all honesty, we are not bringing anything in that is not either an actual need or consumables. And the feeling is like I get giddy from the feeling because it's just it's incredible feeling to to be at this point in my life. 
Well, I mean, it's amazing when you think about it, how we as people, we kind of tie memories to things, right? We tie them to objects. And that's why I think it can be so hard to let go because we feel like, oh, if I get rid of this thing, I'm going to lose a part of something that I enjoyed in life. But really, you're proving that's not so, right? We can keep these memories, these good feelings. We can keep them in our hearts, in our minds, in our photo albums without necessarily having all that accumulation. But let's pivot for just a minute now. And why don't you tell me a little bit about the goals? So the primary goal, the reason this whole process started for you was that mortgage. So what did your original timeline look like? You said it was to age 65. What did the repayment process look like? And what kind of changes did you make to your lifestyle to accelerate that payment that ultimately gave you the freedom, spoiler alert, that you have today? Yes, we are mortgage free. And I hope you can hear the excitement in my voice. Oh my gosh, because it is excitement and almost wanting to cry because it is something I didn't think we would get to this fast, to be honest. So yeah, like I said, in November, it was actually November 3rd, 2019, when I looked at our mortgage and we had 16.5 years left. And my husband and I came up with a plan. We had a five-year plan and that included like putting every bit of savings, like all, all the extra, there was no more home sense. And it's in, like when you stop, you know, buying stuff, stop eating out, like there's a lot of disposable income, like leftover, which is incredible for us. And we made every, like, I still have my little green book. I feel like I'm going to keep it for a long time where I would print out, print out my amortization year, yearly. And like, I can, I can see on, you know, one date, an extra hundred dollars on it. Like another date, there was $500. Like it was just like every single cent extra cent we had. And we were just committed because it was like the trade-off, the short-term time frame to, to just become mortgage-free. And when I talk about my why, um, one of the reasons why I did it, obviously I wanted to be mortgage-free, but when I talk about my deep why of why I wanted to do this, I wanted, I didn't want any exterior circumstance, either a job loss or a sickness to change my family, uh, my family's home, the way my kids were living. Um, and another reason why, another big why is I wanted autonomy over my life. Like I love my job, but I also recognize that a, a part of my life is owned by my job. So I just, I just want a full autonomy over my life. And that just, you know, those two important whys for me, it was so easy to do, like easy as, as in like, uh, easy as in like deciding to want to do this was a very easy decision for us. And then we literally attacked it. It was like every single extra cent. Like when my mother-in-law would give us a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, like, like I said, I can really go back to my book and say, Oh, November, my husband's birthday is November. I can see that extra hundred dollars from his birthday gift. And mine was in January. And it was just like every little cent. And we did make a commitment, like our kids knew we weren't eating out. Yeah, it was it was just that kind of journey. And we did have a plan. I, re I recall when my husband first made this five-year plan and I thought, there is no way. There's just no way. And he was very optimistic. And I feel like I was trying to be more realistic um, but, but we were able to do it and it was, uh, it, it's incredible. And, and I still, 
want to say that without that living with intention piece, I feel we probably would have felt deprived of my old self. Like what? I can't do this and I can't do that. And I didn't have that feeling at all. Like not at all. And it's, um, yeah, it's been an incredible journey for sure. So would you say that paying off the mortgage and getting that freedom gave you that autonomy that you were hoping for, that sense of, I can now do what I want, I can handle whatever life is going to throw my way. Do you feel like achieving that goal gives you that sense of, my life is my own? Yes. And it's taken a little bit. And it's funny, since the last time we had chatted, um, my husband and I went through a three, we call it a three-day millionaire scenario where all of a sudden we didn't have any mortgage payments and you know our grocery budget uh we were able to double our grocery budget and we were kind of just buying into like it was like some fancy cheese and some other stuff and I gotta tell you for those three days my life felt actually very chaotic. I was actually surprised I wasn't expecting that. And I I like the more routine life that I kind of had while trying to pay it off. But yeah, it has given me like a, just a sense of freedom for sure. And I I know like I've listened to so many finance podcasts and and read books that you know we could have invested, and we are. And that's another um, thing that we're doing now is is topping up our TFSA's, like working towards that. That's our next goal. But I but the psychological feeling of being mortgage free. I mean, I, for me, it's priceless. And I know on you know on a on a calculator investing probably would have been better for us, but I also see our home ownership as for savings, and that's a word that's a term I learned as well. And I just psychologically, it's just it's an incredible feeling, and it it really has become priceless for me. So, yeah. Well, and you mentioned the two pensions. So when you're looking at it from that point of view, there was still an element of security for retirement later on. So I don't think this was kind of ill-advised in the sense that you focused all your energy on one thing. And the other piece of that is with a five-year timeline. I mean, five years is super reasonable. And I mean, a lot of people would say, wow, five years to pay off a mortgage. That's incredible. So why don't you talk to us a bit about how your day-to-day changed as you were going through through it. So that could be shopping habits, that could be ways you saved money. And I mean, I personally, I have a spreadsheet that probably looks a lot like your little green book where you track every dollar. And the idea that, you know, a lot of people will dismiss the hundred bucks here, the hundred bucks there, but it really truly adds net to all the difference in the world. So talk to us a bit about your process on the daily, and then we can do the big reveal. You can tell people how much you paid off if you're comfortable doing so um, during that period of time. Sure. So yeah, the the daily was all non-essential shopping stopped. And and that was easy for us because the, um, like I said, because of that living with intentional mindset, my husband and I actually didn't, I forgot to mention this the last time we chatted. We actually did work off a cash envelope system which was super helpful that we learned along the way. And, you know, kudos to my husband. His grocery budget was 280 every two weeks to feed the, the four of us. Now, my older daughter is on her own, but he, you know, I, it was actually only after we paid our mortgage that he told me there were some days that 
it was tough. Like he, we used the flip app. That was another thing we learned along the way, which is, I'm not sure if people are familiar, but it's a lot of grocery stores will have like um, stuff that's going to be thrown out. So last day, and my husband was always on there. And sometimes that would flash food, sorry. Um, and sometimes that was our dinner, whatever he could sort of find. And he, we stuck to the budget. You know, we had an envelope for um, gifts and we stuck to that budget. So we reduced my cell phone bill. I completely reduced it. I was down to a $15 plus tax plan. Um, all those little pieces, like I, um, we just had Netflix. We didn't have any other provider, no cable, like all the little things that when, when someone tells you about uh, reducing your debt, like it helps. It's incredible. And so all those payments. Oh, and we did another massive thing we did do was Airbnb. We Airbnb'd our home for, it was just shy of a year because then COVID hit and we did have a car payment. So that Airbnb for that year and my husband and I, we were the cleaners, so we didn't take on any extra costs. So on the weekend, it was us going down there and bleaching and cleaning and vacuuming for the guests. And we paid off our car early because of that and basically flipped our car payment into our mortgage. Like it, it was just any extra cent literally went into paying our mortgage. So that was kind of how our lives changed dramatically from, and it did start in terms of February, like the, the reducing our spending, but in November of that month, that's how it started. It was, and it was every Friday, I would go into my little green book because that's when my mortgage would be updated. And I knew right to the penny because I knew what, what extra we had put on. And it was it was almost like gamifying the the, the paying down the, the mortgage debt. And it, yeah, it was all those little things combined that made an absolute huge difference in our lives. The power of principal repayments on a mortgage, right? You step outside of that amortization schedule and you reduce that initial debt. And it is incredible and how it impacts your timeline and the part that people forget are the total cost paid, right? So, I mean, when we're looking at things like investing versus prepaying the mortgage, we've talked before, sometimes we look at how early on you are in your mortgage and how much interest it is, but also we look at the size of the debt because sometimes people's interest payments will be far, far, far more than a higher rate of return on their level of savings, right? Because mortgages these days are huge. So you really can't just look at the percentage of the rate of return. You have to look at the total dollars in and out on both sides of the equation. And from that point of view, I think it can make an awful lot of sense to do it the way that you did it. So are you comfortable sharing numbers? Do you want to tell our listeners where you started, where you ended up? Sure. When I printed my my mortgage on that November third of twenty nineteen, we were at three hundred and one thousand, and we just paid it off uh, just shy of July of this year, fully. And I, like I said, had I not had those sheets, I go back to them often to look to see like how did we do this? And it is literally all those little pieces. We, you know, and when I say, and we also doubled up our, our payments because I wasn't spending that money anywhere else. And so, you know, before we decided this, I, I never thought we had extra money, but, but it was incredible when you jot down everything, 
how much extra money there actually is to put down when you're not spending it on on what I term now frivolous items that I just don't need anymore. So yes, it was 301000 and it actually, we were able to pay it sooner than their five-year goal. I was going to say, you exceeded your own expectations, really. And kind of without thinking about it, right? Like you just stuck with the process. You stuck with the plan of being intentional, of enjoying your life kind of outside of spending, having experiences as a family outside of spending. And you did this all feeding a family of four. Incredible. And I believe you're in the Ontario area as well, right? So not necessarily a low cost of living area. You're in a place where it costs a lot of money just to exist and put a roof over your head. So I mean, huge, huge, huge kudos to you that it just warms my heart and blows my mind to be very honest that the sacrifices that you made to make it happen. But like I said, I think anyone would look at this and say that timeline is incredible. And on the salaries that you had, the amount of progress you were able to make, it is that snowball effect, right? It starts rolling and it gains momentum. And then all of a sudden it takes over and you're down the hill before you thought you would be there. And you can start really enjoying the ride because it's fun at that point. Like you said, you've gamified it. Your dopamine hits are coming from all this interest you've saved, all this time that you've saved, and your whole mindset has shifted around. So I'm like preaching here because I am so impressed at what you were able to do. I mean, our story, for those of you that that have heard it earlier, took us seven years to do about $200,000 with two people. And so Michelle's just completely blows my mind. And like I said, cost of living, she's not in a cheap area either. So that is incredible. So as a mom, you mentioned you've got three kids and you've made these major changes to your life that they've kind of gone along this journey with you. What advice do you have for that next generation that really they're facing more hurdles than we've ever faced? And it's harder to save a buck. It's harder to get ahead. It's harder to get into stable housing, to be very honest, and something that is consistent. And anytime you can kind of make a change that will positively affect the future, man, we have to encourage people to go get it, right? Go do it. What would you tell your kids? today having had this experience oh my goodness i often tell my kids what i want so desperately for them is to have autonomy over their life and they're young enough that they can do it and i you know my my parents never really truly talked to me about um money and we lived in a scarcity mindset and i don't want to do that for my kids I, you know, I, my oldest daughter, I got her to open a TFSA and it was just, just, I, I asked her, just treat it like a bill. Like it's your cell phone, just small enough that we, cause they have time horizon on their side. Young kids really do. And to be honest, I, I haven't really encouraged my kids about even saving for a home. Part of me is terrified that I don't want them to um, have that enormous bill for for such a long time in their lives but if they do you know give yourselves a time even 10 years like buying a home in your 30s that's that's okay I've told my kids like that is okay even if you do a 25 year amortization you'll be 55 if you you know can save but it's just small little things and I, I try to teach them about you know what we bring into our home and you know, social media has such a huge impact on our kids and what they want to spend. And 
I'm, you know, I find that challenging with my young kids too, because I didn't have that growing up, but they do. Um, but I would just start small and make it a bill. Cause I think um, like anything else, you pay your cell phone bill or you'll whatever, you know, you want those new sneakers. And I think my youngest probably listens the most to me. Um, and she'll often like really, like really think about her purchases um, before she, she spends her own money. So, and I, we also actually encourage our kids. They, um, give a little bit to their RESP and the way we at, tell them is you're investing in your future self um, so yeah just those little things and I know it's hard but it is you can do it if you put your mind to it you we can almost do anything it's kind of incredible and I feel like our story like shows when you put your mind to it you can really truly you know set a goal and achieve that goal like it's yeah it is possible I love the paying it like a bill idea. I mean, that's something that I would be a huge advocate of as well, because it's just really the process of putting yourself first. And yes, we understand that the next generation is going to have a huge hurdle to overcome in terms of getting that down payment. But like you've said, these small things that are adding up over time when they're starting incredibly young and learning from the model that you're sharing at home, that could be that down payment one day. That could be a step into the property market or into that career that they're wanting that they wouldn't have otherwise had if they hadn't had that model at home or if they hadn't had that encouragement at home to kind of point them in the right direction and hopefully living it and hopefully feeling the feelings of, you know what, this is not scarcity. This is just a different way of living. That, I think, is probably the biggest lesson to communicate, that this is not deprivation. It's freedom. It's something completely different. And life is full of trade-offs. Life is full of you have to give something to get something else. We make these decisions absolutely every day. So when they see that and when they see, you know, this big smile that I can see on your face that no one else can right now, but it's real, it's powerful. And hopefully this changes their life too. And that it continues on something they can tell their kids one day and create this momentum, right, for positive change for future, for their future, for your kids and grandkids and generations to come. I I truly hope so. And and you're absolutely right. It's not sacrifice. It's liberating. I would use the word liberating when you know that you don't have to be in this excess. Like even our, our main floor now, we've it, it's not a stark place. It's homey for us, but we've gotten it to a point where it's so easy to clean. Like there's so many benefits beyond even finances like that. I just, and even when I was learning this at first, I, I just felt like it was like bubbling out of me. And I just wanted to share it with whoever wanted to listen to, but you need to be in the right place. You want you need to want to do it for yourself. And um, yeah, it's liberating. It's, it's joyful. It's autonomy over your life. There, there's so many benefits and the finance piece of it was, was one piece of the pie. There's, it's and yeah, absolutely incredible feeling. And I really do hope my kids have listened. I know they have their own journey to go through. And um, but if they can think back to what did mom say at this <laughs> at this point in my life? So hopefully I'll, I'll be in the back of their minds once in a while. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping their journey is 
easier than mine in terms of learning it earlier. I think that's the biggest piece that I, I, I gift my kids with is like the knowledge way earlier than I ever had. And if you don't mind, Michelle, just because I didn't ask before, can you share your age going through this? 49. There we go. So big birthday coming in the future. Hopefully we spend a few bucks on that, right? And enjoy the process. But um, so this was our conversation with Michelle here today. I hope everyone was able to take something out of that. She has an absolutely incredible story, but not one that is impossible for other people to achieve. And that's the bottom line that I really want to underscore today. And having a strong why, like she does, was really, as I see it anyways, the motivating factor that carried her through that whole period of time so that that those years didn't feel like a sacrifice and she was able to build a life that she loves that she wants her kids to enjoy and potentially have for themselves in the future and still accomplish her goals at the same time. So thank you, Michelle, for joining us today. And we'll encourage anyone else, if you have a story you want to share or something that you think would benefit our little community that we're building, please feel free to reach out to us on the Facebook page group. It's Personal Finance Canada. Sorry, Michelle, you're going on your social media fast. I don't have that liberty at this point in time. That's okay. And of course, if you're in the BC area and looking for someone to help you with your financial services, you can always find us at Braun Financial, braunfinancial.com. Michelle, any kind of parting words of advice you'd like to share? Thanks again so much for having me on. And I, I truly think we learn from each other's stories. So I'm excited to share this. And although I am going on a social media fast, I still listen to my podcast. They Perfect. get me through the day. So I, I love it. So I will continue to listen. Thank you again for having me on. Of course. And from listening to podcasts to being on one and influencing other people, that's pretty awesome too, right? <laughs> thank you. Okay, Michelle, thank you very much again. And we'll talk to you next time. 